You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from our congressional care pastor, Aaron Caton. The title of the message tonight is Reconciliation. We touched a little bit today, this morning on 2 Corinthians 5, 17. So, let's start there again, right, Dave? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. To be a new creation in Christ, we first must be born again. We first must truly repent of our sins and ask Jesus to be the Lord of our life. We have to accept Jesus. It's not just a prayer, a heartfelt prayer, but it has to be, it has to be truly repentance. It's got to be a draw of the Holy Spirit to say, I want you to be the Lord of my life. The old nature dies. The old spirit nature and its power of sin, the old man dies. But it comes through the new creation of Christ Jesus. We don't die to the sins unless we fully accept Christ Jesus for who he is. He died on a cross. He took all of our infirmities. He took all of our iniquities. He took all of our sin. And we have to accept that for the wholesome of who he is, Christ Jesus. The old devil working inside of us to disobedience is gone. It's the way it should be. The disobedient spirit that is inside of us where we sinned against God, not knowing who he was before that we were called, before that we were changed, he should be dead also. The new creation made possible by grace through faith is a gift from God. Not that we should boast of our own works, but boast of the one that paid it all, Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5 and 14, for the love of Christ constraineth us because we thus judged that if one died for all, then all were dead. We were all dead to sin, to trespasses, to the very nature of who we were until we accepted Jesus Christ as a fullness and a savior. We were dead. We didn't know who we were. We didn't know the purpose of our lives. We, we thought having a cake party every Saturday was the purpose of our life, but that wasn't the purpose of our life. We were dead to Christ Jesus. Christ has a purpose and a plan, a hope and a future for you, but you have to accept the fullness of who he is, the love that Christ had for us, the love that the Father had for us, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The love that Christ had for us, it motivated him to go to the cross for us. He was our substitute for our sins. He was our very sacrifice Animals were not pleasing to God anymore where he sent his only begotten son to be our savior. We have life and we have a new life through Christ Jesus. Second Corinthians 5 and 18 says, and all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. The ministry of reconciliation. All things are of God. When he drew you out of darkness into the marvelous light, he knew what he was doing. Whenever you were walking in, in, in sin and you were going through the storms of your life and you don't understand why and you question God, where are you? Maybe you never accepted him. But all things are of God. Doctors, medicine, cooks, all things are of God. The ministry of reconciliation 
is to share the message of God, the atonement that he has provided for us to take away our sins. We are commissioned. As I said this morning, we're commissioned to go forth. We're commissioned to have courage, to have boldness, to share God, to share that he doesn't hold his, our sins against us anymore, that he's released us from that, from that bondage. We gotta, have, we gotta have boldness to be able to share those things, those experiences that we walk through. We gotta have, the, we gotta have boldness to share the things that we went through, because when we share those things, when God puts us next to somebody and, and you're, you got this unction inside of you to, to say something that you don't understand why you want to say it, it's the Holy Spirit working inside of you, trying to release some things that you went through that's going to bring healing to someone else. We have to be able to, to, to testify that those sins are not held against us anymore. Jesus took our sins upon himself, making it possible that we could become the righteousness for God and of God. The way we live our, live our lives should show forth the change in us and God's righteousness. We should have a clear conscience. At the end of the day, we should have a clear conscience. When we sin during the day, we should ask God to forgive us, Steve, right there instantly. Whether it's anger, whether it's just something foolish, who knows? Whether it's a foolish word that slipped out of our mouth, we should ask for forgiveness. We should have a clear conscience. We should live honestly. We should stay clear of ungodly behavior. We should be different from what the world is. When we come to Christ, there should be a radical change in us. So let's look at Paul, chapter 9 of Acts. So Paul, who is now Saul at this present time. And Saul, yet breathing out, and threatening and slaughtering against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of his way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. Saul's out to take away anybody that's for Christ Jesus. The world today is out against anybody that's for Christ Jesus. We're in a battle. Saul was, was against Christ against everything. He was for the law. He was for Jewish tradition. It continues. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus and suddenly there shined around about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, who art thou Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecuted. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. He fell to his face. When we come to salvation, it's, a, it's, an, it's an experience that you can't explain. I, I, I come to the altar and I got up with so much peace and I got up so, with so much. I, there was no more guilt. There was no more shame. The things that the devil had put up on me was no more. But I like how he says that it was hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I think about the things in my life before I ever came to know, know Christ, Scotty, he started pricking at my heart. And I'm thinking that's what he's saying to Saul right there. I've started working on you already. You just haven't noticed. God started breaking things off of me. He started breaking things off. He started changing my language. He started delivering me of alcohol. There was things going on that he was pricking me of that, that he was taking away slowly as he's doing with Saul. And he, and he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? I like that. 
He's for the Jewish tradition. He's for the Jewish laws and ways. But he, he realizes that this is the Lord God Almighty. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou, what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. I pray one day to honestly experience that, to hear an audible voice from God. Whether it's for me or for somebody else, I can't wait to just hear it. And Saul rose from, from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. The Lord had blinded him. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was there three days without sight, and neither did eat nor drink. And there was a certain disciple of Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. Anytime the Lord speaks to you, we need to say, Lord, here am I. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street, which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth. And he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered the Lord, I've heard by many of this man how much evil he has done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, there's fear going on in Ananias' right there. Ananias has fear. You want me to do what, Lord? It's, like, it's just like us. Anytime that the Lord wants to send us somewhere, we have a little bit of fear. Anytime that he wants us to open up, we got a little bit of fear. We're not sure. Is that God that I'm hearing or is it myself? Is it myself or is it God, right? That's what's going on with Ananias. He's sitting there in that discussion. But the Lord said unto him, go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me. To bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Imagine, he's a chosen vessel. Somebody that was a murderer of the church, Crystal. Someone that hated Christ. Pure hate. Wanted to crucify every Christian. Is now a chosen vessel. You and I are a chosen vessel. We have been redeemed from all sin. Chosen to bear the name that's above all names, to go forth into the world and preach the gospel and to spread it everywhere. This is Saul and this is us. And Ananias went his way and he entered into the house and put in his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeareth unto thee in the way as thou camest, has sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight. And he filled with the Holy Spirit and immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales, and he received sight forthwith, and arose and was baptized. And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then Saul certain days with the disciples which were at Damascus. Think about this. It's Ananias. Thomas, just you. Think about it. It's you as a disciple, as someone who's just following Jesus Christ, an ordinary believer. And God used him. To do a miracle. Many times we read this scripture and we look over Ananias. We look over everything that he does. We look over the fact that God used him to put his hands up on him, to deliver him of blindness, to baptize him with the Holy Spirit, and then baptize him with water. We look over him. Why? He's just as valuable 
It's showing to all the body of Christ that you can be used for God's glory. You can be used in any way possible that God wants to use you. He continues in straightway, he preached Christ in the synagogue and he is the son of God, that he is the son of God. But all that heard him were amazed and said, is this not he that destroyed them? Which called on, on this name in Jerusalem and came hither for intent that he might bring them bound unto the chief priest. But Saul increased the more in strength and confounded the Jews which dwelt at Damascus, proving that this is very Christ. Our life should be a radical change. It should be a radical change whenever we start going to work. There should be a change in our spirit. There should be a change in our demeanor. There should be a change in our talk. Saul has a, mar has a marvelous change going on inside of him. He goes to the Galatians. In, in Galatians 1 and 13 through 16, remember, this is, this is the ministry of reconciliation. It's showing forth. He's proving that Christ is alive. He's proving that Christ can change us. For you have heard of my conversation in time past in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it and profited in the Jews' religion above many of my equals in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of my father. But when it pleased God, and there it is, when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace, when it pleased God, he called you out of darkness and put you into grace and redeemed you. Why? To reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the heathen. Immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. Immediately. He didn't get on Google. He didn't get on Facebook. He didn't even tend to his own self. He went straight to the Holy Spirit and said, God, lead me and guide me. Show me where I need to go so I can do the will of the Father. Teach me. Teach me. The purpose of our calling is to, real, to, is to reveal Christ in us. Just as Paul, what we have received, we need to pass on. We need to share it with coworkers. We need to share it with our own family. Many times we're, shared, we're scared to share it with our own brothers and sisters, our blood family. We got to continue to share. Rusty shared a testimony this morning. That, it, that there was a, an issue that the Holy Spirit kind of rose up inside of him and he started texting one of his family members and he kept texting and trying to check on them and they actually had a struggle that day. God wants to use us because they're not walking right with Christ. He was able to say, make sure that your life gets right. Examine your heart. He's trying to encourage his family, right? Pass it on. Preach the gospel. Share Jesus. We're going on vacation next week. We're going to go see Cindy's brother. He's been struggling with pancreatic cancer. And we got a great report, though, that the cancer has almost shrunk to nothing. Amen. Praise God. I've been walking with the Lord. Since 2009. And I've just loved on my brother-in-law. I haven't Bible beaten him. I haven't went out of my way to say anything stupid to him. I've just loved on him unconditionally. I've loved on my wife. I've loved on my children in front of him unconditionally. I've loved my mother-in-law the best I can unconditionally. When we're there, he's got his last chemo treatment. 
And it's a four-hour treatment. And I've sat in the parking lot with Ruby Mail, taking her to chemo after chemo. But he called and he asked the other day. And I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go with him to chemo. I know it's four hours. I know it's a long day. And it can go to six hours. I know it becomes a very long day. But he said, hey, Aaron, I want you to go to chemo with me. I want it to be like a back porch meeting because I got questions about God. And when Cindy went out in November, she led him to the Lord and he's accepted Jesus Christ and his life has been changed. I mean, the guy says, I love you all the time whenever he's on Facebook and that ain't Jay at all. Christ has changed him tremendously. But he wants me to sit with him during chemo so we can talk about God. Our life has to change. The only way that we're ever going to bring someone to Christ is that they have to see Christ in us. The only way that we're ever going to, ever going to bring somebody to the church building so, so God can change them and save them, they got to see a change in us. It is an honor and a privilege to serve an almighty God who loved us, who, who sent his son to die and to take our sins. But he rose up inside of us through the Holy Spirit and has given us power to do great things for him. I'm excited to go next week. I'm excited to answer any question and all questions that he has about Jesus. I never Bible beat him. I just loved on him. And that's how we change people. We love on them. And we love on them. We don't get angry with them. They see a change and they keep coming around because there's something different in you. Amen. After much fasting and prayer, Paul and Barnabas are sent out again. I feel like I missed a page. <clears throat> They're sent out again with the ministry of reconciliation. In Acts 13, uh, 6 through 12, I'm only, only going to read a couple verses. And when they had gone through the Isle of Patmos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew whose name was Bar-Jesus. Listen, in the verse, verse 7, just a sentence out of it, was the deputy of the country with him. Now, they're going forth to spread the gospel. They're going forth to preach the word of God, to talk about Christ Jesus, who bore our sins, who rose from the grave, right? They're out there talking. Bar-Jesus, also known as Elamus was a sorcerer trying to disrupt Barnabas and Paul. Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, turns to Emilus and calls him a child of the devil and cursed him with blindness and darkness came upon him. Verse 12, then the deputy, when he saw what was done, believed, being astonished at the doctrine of the Lord. Listen, if the deputy of the country gets changed, then I bet you the country itself gets changed. Amen. Ministry of reconciliation is spreading the good news of Jesus. Allow God to use you for his glory. Listen, don't limit and don't put limits on God. Because he won't put limits on you. And that's the greatest thing of all. He will not put limits on you. We put limits on God and we got to stop doing that. God is able to do, just as Ananias healed Saul. He can use any one of us, Bruce, any one of us. 
He went from a Christ hater to a Christ lover. Paul continues in Philippians 3, 8 through 10 to encourage us. Yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. Materialistic things are not important. It's nice to have, but to gain Christ, to gain more of Christ, to have the knowledge and the wisdom, to have the fullness of the love of Christ is much gain and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness, which is of God by faith, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship at his suffering being more conformable unto his death. He wants to know the power. Saul saying, everything in this world does not matter. Listen, I can remember the first time that God wanted to use me. The man needed back surgery. And I felt this unction inside of me, but I thought it was all flesh. And I didn't go to him. And whenever I went home that afternoon, I got whipped by the Holy Spirit. And I, I was crying, and I didn't understand what was going on. And I asked the Lord, give me another chance. And the following Sunday, we go back, and it, his procedure is that Monday, and, and the Lord moved up on me, and I went over shocked and, and, and scared out of my mind, but I just looked at him and I said, I, I think the Lord wants me to pray for you, and, and he believed in that, and, and we went to the altar, and then a couple, another brother and sister joined us while we were praying, and he went on Monday, and there was no need for back surgery. That's the God that we serve. See, we put limits on him, and, and he wants to know the power and the resurrection of, of who he is. And that's, that's what we should desire. God has so much more for us. We put so many limits on him. We think that he's just a God in a box, but he's not a God in a box. He's the God of the universe. He created all things. He owns all things. And he gave all things just for you and I so that we could have peace so that we could have love, so that we could have joy, so that we could have enthusiasm, so that we could walk around in life not being poor but being rich. And whenever we feel that we're weak, we're strong because that's the God that we serve because he wants to touch our hearts and change everything that's inside of us. He wants to touch our mindset and deliver us into being something greater than what we think that we are. Amen? What is Paul chasing? He's in pursuit to know Christ. Everything we have is rubbish compared to knowing Christ. The only thing that matters is knowing God and be, being obedient and doing his will. Acts 16, 25 through 34. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bands we're loose. Man, I'm telling you, I will always preach worship. Worship is your heart. It is your true heart for God. If you can't worship, I'm telling you, you got a problem. You're going to have a real problem when you get to heaven. You're going to worship 24-7. You're going to praise the King of Kings. You're going to lift up a hallelujah. Listen, whenever you're going through a storm, you're going through a battle, sometimes that's all you can do is lift up a hallelujah. Sometimes you've got to find a song that's just resonating inside of you and just sing, oh, great, how art you, God? Whatever it is, you got to just sing the song and allow praise to flow because you just heard through prayer and praise the foundation shook. Whatever they were in shook and they were loosened. Why? Because it wasn't about the situation. It wasn't about the circumstances that they were in. It wasn't about the bonds and the chains. 
It was about Christ in all this. You heard Pastor Robert testify of the five strokes on the, way to, on the way to Morgantown the first time. Lord, this is all about you. Whatever you need. The right attitude right there. The miracle came because of that attitude. Our miracles will come because of the attitude of worship, because of the attitude of praise, because that is true ministry of reconciliation. Because I don't sing the same songs I used to sing. I don't listen to the same junk that I used to listen to. And really, I have a hard time listening to it in general. Ask my daughter. She'll tell you, I, I have a hard time listening to it. There's a change inside of us. That prayer and that praise will break open bondage and deliver you and the people that are around you as we continue in. And the keeper of the prison, awaking out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice saying, do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Reading that, because the next verse, then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas. When we back up to that verse, but Paul cried with a loud voice saying, do thyself no harm, for they are all here. How did Paul know? If the, if the prison guard needed a light, how did Paul know that he was pulling a sword from his sheave to take his life? The unction of the Holy Spirit told him, do yourself no harm. We're all here. And he comes running in and he fell down before Paul and Silas and he brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shall be saved in thy house. That's all it is. The radical change inside of your heart. The radical change inside of your life. There has to be a difference that people can see. Your song may not be perfect. And it may be a run on of two or three. But let it go. And let people see and hear that Jesus is inside of you. He said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And thou shall be saved in thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in, the, were in his house. And he took them the same hour of night and washed their stripes and was baptized. He and all his straightway. And when he was brought and when he brought them into his house, he set meat before them and he rejoiced, believing in God with all of his house. Because of prayer and praise, a whole prison block was changed. A prison guard was saved. His whole house believed on the Lord. Amen. It was just Paul and Silas in prison. And all they cared about was worshiping the Lord God Almighty. Saved, changed, different. Let's spread the good news of the gospel. The one who paid it all. Christ Jesus, our Savior. Amen. If you will, bow your heads and close your eyes. On Sunday night, I believe that everybody is saved, but is there one here today that will say, I've never asked Jesus Christ to be the Lord of my life? Is there one here today that would raise their hand and say, I need Jesus? Is there one here today? Well, I believe that we're all saved. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God Almighty, Lord, I pray for your spirit to go with us and to go boldly in us, Lord God. 
with the spirit of reconciliation, Lord God, that we would take forth the ministry of reconciliation into the world. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that the word that was spoke tonight would come alive and resonate inside of us, that it would challenge us to look forward to this week, to make sure that we examine our hearts, that we do walk differently than the world, that we do walk differently than those employees that are not saved, our coworkers that are not saved. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, and I pray and I speak the blood of Jesus over everybody here, that their mindset would change, that you are almighty God, and that you are the owner of a cattle on a thousand hills, and that there is no limit on you, that we limit you for some reason. And today, Lord, tonight, this evening, I pray that we would take that limit off of you, and we just open up our heart and say, God, here I am. I want to be used by you boldly, Your word says that I want to speak your word and that I can baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, those who believe. Your word says that signs and wonders follow. Lord, give us boldness. Give us a spirit of Ananias to be obedient whenever you speak to us, Lord God. Father, help us to take you out of these four walls into the community that we live, the community that we dwell God Almighty, we love you, and we need you more than anything else in this world. We need your spirit and your presence. Father, I pray for a spirit of worship to be upon all of us. Every day of our lives, Lord God, I pray that there would be a song that echoes loudly in our heart. And as the song says, that, that we got a line inside of our lungs, and we just let it roar out, Father, to magnify you, to glorify you, to give you honor and praise, Lord God, for you brought us out of darkness into this marvelous light, Lord God, where Christ Jesus is our Savior. God, we want all of you, not just a little bit of you. We want you to move upon us, Lord God. Strengthen us. Empower us, Lord God. God, we just want to return all glory to you. We want to thank you, Lord God. We want to thank you for Jesus. We want to thank you for the Holy Spirit. We want to thank you for your love. God, have your way in us. Draw us closer. Draw us deeper with you. I ask in the name of Jesus. And amen. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. 